0: Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. I'm Steve Bogner and today with me, we have Sven Ringling back after a, a brief hiatus, I guess some holidays and some travel, Sven. Hope, hope hopefully it was fun. Um, and, rested. Yeah, and rested. And uh, Brandon Toombs and Becky Murray. Becky is just back from Sapphire and gave us before the podcast a review on that. Sounds like it was a good time. Um, it
1: was a
0: good time. Yeah. So, today we're going to talk about core um, hybrid versus ECP or Employee Central Payroll implementations. So, you know, with, with Employee Central, you know, that's, you know, uh, the HR system of record. And when you implement that, you have some choices to make, right, because it doesn't include payroll, it doesn't include um, some other things um, that you might have in your on-prem system already. So. Uh, customers need to look at this and, and sort of make a decision on which way to go. Um, and, and there's a whole lot of trade offs there and a lot of things to think about. And that's what this podcast is all about. We're going to talk through those things. Um, I don't know, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll have some answers. I don't know. We'll probably have a lot of questions and a lot of, uh, opinion. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, different customers are going to have different outcomes on this, right? It's going to be very customer specific. So, Brandon, I'll let you kick it off here. I, I think we need to really define first, though, um, what's core hybrid versus um, this EC and EC payroll sort of ecosystem? What are the differences there? What
2: are they? Okay, thanks, Steve. I'm going to try to do this as high level as possible. Um, and and so I'm going to just talk, I'm going to define bo- both of these, what they mean to me. Um, and then I'm not going to try to get too much into advantages, disadvantages. I think we can get to that uh, a little bit later, but just generally speaking, um, what is core hybrid um, core hybrid? Uh, is uh, an environment where you have Employee Central as your system of record, as you said, Steve, um, and um, the but uh, your payroll um, will uh, is going to be on an on an on premise customer uh, a, a customer uh, SAP HR system. So that means um that if you have an existing sap payroll um then your existing payroll uh stays in place uh your org structure stays in place um and it benefits uh time management if you have those on premise those all stay in place, and there is a replication process that is done over middleware, over the uh, CPI uh, middleware, um, and that um, that that replication will keep those info types that you have today up to date, um, both uh, the top of stack as well as the history uh, of those. So that is. Um, that it, that's more or less what core hybrid is, it is really intended for people that have an existing payroll system and they want to and, and it's stable and they want to just have a, a way to take advantage and, and move all of their uh, employee data to the cloud uh, so that you take advantage of all those innovations uh, so that you take advantage of the deep integration with, with talent uh, as well. So those are, uh, that's just a core hybrid in a nutshell. Anybody want to say anything else um, that I might have missed before we move on to ECP? Uh, Becky.
1: Um, and I'll just add that there is what SAP calls productized integrations to connect those 2 systems together. So that as a data change or process takes place in employee central, for example, the results of that transaction or process will flow automatically to, um, the on premise environment. So, a new hire or termination or data change of some sort. There is also some data flow back from your on-premise environment into Employee Central, um, particularly around your cost center structure. Um, But there are some other things with true bidirectional integration to handle some global assignment type things. Um, The benefit of having a productized integration is that SAP will um, maintain it for you. So as updates come along that impact the data structure in either of these two environments, the uh, connecting point, that integration between the two, will be updated as well, which is a nice feature.
2: Um. Uh, the. Uh, the configuration for that is is stored on the uh, SAP side it's called BIB or business integration builder uh it is very flexible configuration and basically uh therein you you literally set up here is the field inside of employee central here is the field on the on the infotype uh, and here's the mapping um and it's it's a really rich deep um configuration capability um Okay. So, Brandon, so, it that different then from point to point with ECP. Okay. So, now let's talk about employee uh, Employee central payroll. Um, so, employee central payroll um, is, uh, again, you start with employee central as your system of record. Uh, employee central payroll, though, has uh, an SAP. It's still SAP uh payroll. To be clear, this is uh, the code base on this is SAP uh, uh, payroll, same way that it is on core hybrid. The difference is that SAP payroll um, in this case is is on a SAP hosted platform. And um, because of that, there's, there's some things that are different about ECP versus uh, the core hybrid approach. Uh, uh, number one is, as Steve was kind of alluding to, the middleware Uh, that does the connection between the two, uh, between Employee Central and Employee Central Payroll is really transparent to the customer. It's called point-to-point. And so when you turn on... Um, the integration between, uh, employee central and employee central payroll that you don't have to install anything. You just basically, uh, flip a switch, uh, inside of, I, of the IMG, and the connection is pretty much all set up. It's, it's about a five, 10 minute process. Um, so that is, uh, kind of the, the, it's very, very embedded between the two. Um. Uh, just generally speaking, a couple of things about uh, employee central payroll. Uh, it has fewer options uh, than the, um, the core hybrid approach. And that's kind of by design, because basically what, what the intent behind employee central payroll is, is this is your payroll system. It is not meant to do uh, other things. It is meant to uh, allow you to process your payroll. Uh, so, that is uh, kind of the the intent and the, and the way this design now um, the downside of that is there's some uh, challenges and it's maybe a little bit flexible less flexible on setting up some of your You know ancillary infotypes and custom infotypes, and uh, but on the other side, there is you know tight integration. Uh, Things like payroll control center uh, is much easier to set up, and there's a lot of really cool stuff coming uh, in that area because of the fact that uh, ECP is tightly integrated, and SAP uh, is investing a lot of time and money uh, in in getting ECP very tightly integrated between uh, employee central and employee central payroll. So uh, again, uh, this approach really uh, more favors um, uh, people that are going to Employee Central. They don't even have um, a uh, SAP uh, HR payroll today. Then it's pretty much a no-brainer. You would you would want to go with with Employee Central payroll. Um, so Employee Central payroll again is is kind of plug and play payroll. Now uh, I do uh, you know, one thing I do want to make abundantly clear is even with Employee Central payroll, it's not just Uh, flip a couple switches and, hey, you're cranking out payroll. You still have payroll schemas. You still have to have an SAP payroll expert. Um, Unless you have some sort of hosted thing going where you have just a a third party managing all of it, uh, you're going to have an SAP payroll with SAP schemas uh, that that an SAP payroll person is going to need to maintain uh, on an ongoing basis. So that's kind of my uh 10 cents uh, 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 summary of, of ECP so now let's sure. let's let everybody else chime in yeah and
0: on on the payroll front i think um you're right so we have core hybrid and yeah. acp um and i don't want to get into a lot of detail but the other payroll option is to outsource payroll um you know and and that's something that i know my sap colleagues might not want to hear and and don't like to talk about but Outsourcing your payroll is always an option when you're making these transitions. Um, It's easier for some companies than others. Uh, The more countries you have on payroll, the more complicated it gets. You know, if you have 10 countries on on SAP's payroll, do you really want to take the risk of outsourcing 10 payrolls all at once? Um, And likewise, you know, when you look at employee central payroll, do you want to take those 10 countries that you have running live now in your on-prem payroll system? Um, and do you want to switch them all all at once to employee central payroll? Um, you know, different organizations have different risk profiles and some would say, yeah, no problem. We're not going to have any, any, any business change. We're just going to lift and shift the configuration from on prem to ECP. Um, I even, I even know people who have implemented ECP without payroll control center, because they said, you know, we're just doing this technical move. And so, uh, they might come back around and do that later. Um but I think that's one of the things to consider when you're looking at core hybrid versus employee central payroll. Um, you know, how many countries do you have on payroll and do you feel like switching them all at once or, you know, most, most companies I know would say, no, it's too big of a of a risk and they would maybe take them in phases.
3: I think that's, it's a good point about outsourcing the, the, the payroll. Um, I think we just need to make sure that we do it for the right reasons, because yeah. there might be the idea. Okay, we outsource it so we don't have any issues with this whole complicated things. We just heard about integrations, um, but there's still the payroll somewhere and it still needs. The data from your HR system and from your time and attendance system, and there still needs to be a process that is integrated in some shape or form your employees still not want access to their pay slips so at the end of the day there's still some kind of integration um and with the the uh, outsourcing vendors will say it's easy we integrate plug and play with whatever hr system you have you could tell them an hr system that doesn't exist they would usually say it integrates plug and play i would almost bet on that yeah um, for sure so it, it it might be the right option but you really need to to consider that you still need it somehow connected with your uh, HCM and and, uh, time attendance solutions
0: so Brandon you touched on org structure right so um, with employee central payroll we're not we're not replicating the org structure over we might In some cases, replicate over some positions or jobs. I know that we need those for some country payrolls. We need, there's certain things on the job we need for compliance reporting, for example, but um, not the structure. Right? So, um, and that's, I think, you know, that's because ECP is, like you said, it's a payroll system and 99 out of 100 times payroll doesn't really care about the position or the job. It just cares about how much do I pay you? So. If you have processes still on your on-prem side that are really depending on that structure, um, you know, that's I guess one of the advantages of, of doing the core hybrid, right? You can replicate over the org structure. All of those things continue continue to run sort of uninterrupted.
2: Yeah, that that's correct, Steve. So uh, let's talk about what happens. Uh, let's say that you are in an, an SAP customer. You have not only, um, uh, SAP payroll, but like most customers that have SAP payroll, you probably have SAP for the rest of your business. Uh, in that scenario, if you go with core hybrid, there is a replication process that will uh, take all of your uh, org units, um, which we call into uh, basically departments inside of core hybrid and will replicate those down. It will replicate the, the position to position org structure down. It will replicate your job catalog down and it will keep those up to date. Um, uh, that's if you go with core hybrid, if you go with employee central payroll, um, uh, then the replication to EC, uh, to employee central payroll does not happen. Now, what you can do is you can set up a separate interface that would, uh, via CPI, via middleware that would replicate your, uh your org structure uh, uh to the rest of your business. So in other words, you uh, ECP you do the replication of your date, your employee data to keep uh, payroll running and then you have uh, a separate interface that's going to go to keep your uh your org structure up to date. So that is uh, the alternative if you go uh w- with ECP. Yep. So um I think another
0: thing to consider for hybrid versus ECP is what else do you have running on your uh on-prem system today aside from payroll and that employee central is not going to replace and for some customers that is sizable Um, i'm thinking you know in in public sector um, there's position budget and and control uh, which is a fairly complicated mashup of uh, stuff on the on-prem side and i think that eventually we have a replacement um, in the success factors Environment, but I don't think it's there yet. Um, so what do you do with that? And then also, you know, a lot of universities they've implemented uh, student life cycle management, right? Which is, you know, ma- managing all the courses and transcripts and stuff like that. That is integrated uh, with the HR system because students can also be employees. Faculty can be employees and they can also be in the student system and, and so on. Right? So you have. Um, A lot of complicated functionality left on your on-prem system, and nowhere to put it. Right. Um, Likewise, you know, uh, some customers have developed custom applications in uh, their ECC system on-prem, and no good place to put those right now. And um, so, you know, for those customers, you know, doing this core hybrid can make sense because um, you know that you're going to have to address those things eventually, but Um, you know, for some companies getting employee central in as the HR system of record is quite a, an effort in itself. Right. Yeah. So, you know, adding work onto that, um, can be just a little formidable for, for companies.
3: I think it's, it's a great point because there are really many customers think or are told as long as you have a third party time and attendance system anyway. Um, or if you want to have a new shiny, uh, scheduling solution, um, uh, and, and move that into the cloud in a different platform, you are fine. Then your payroll works. But you say there, there are many other things that are not talent management, but still live on the end on premise solution. 1 of those, we see a lot in, in some European countries is the uh, personal cost planning and simulation solution. Yeah. It's not just. Public sector, it's also a lot of pub, uh, private sector companies use it. And again, it's there is the sub analytics cloud for planning with the workforce planning templates that uh, have emerged or are still being, uh, 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 improved. But yeah, it's, it's still, uh, uh, some way to go and you have to see whether with those templates and uh, realistic effort, you can really do what you used to do. Uh, in the old system, or maybe better what you really need from what you did in the old system. There's probably a lot of unnecessary detail. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a big 1 for some There really have been companies doing their whole architecture plan and even signing contracts. And then somebody asks, so when exactly do we switch on cost planning in EC. Um, yeah. silence <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> crickets
1: what I like about the core hybrid is. You know, it gives you a a stepping stone to start to work your way into the cloud uh, for HR and even if all of your processes are not immediately transferable, um, you have options. You can pull some pieces over, leave some pieces, um, have your data stay in sync. You still get, um, you know, a unified access point. Um, For your end users, because your end users can access the um, data in, you know, S4, ECC via mashups through success factors, you know, to perform end-to-end processes and have visibility to data. Um, So it it just gives you options. Um, Some people have boxes that they need to collapse or upgrades that they need to make, and it's kind of, you know, pushing them to make decisions sooner rather than later. And, um, you know, I'm always a big fan of moving to Employee Central if if that's, you know, if it's the time to do it and some of these other auxiliary pieces, then you can either layer in at the same time or, you know, set out a roadmap to layer them in um, over time.
0: Yeah, it's um, it, it does give you flexibility um, because some of these things that you move require a fair amount of uh, business process change also and change management. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I think crashes projects more often than anything else is just too much change management all at once, right? It can really bog down a project, which you know makes makes it slower, um, makes it more complicated, and then more expensive, um, drives up the risk. So I'm I'm more a fan, you know. Yeah. You know, the further I go here uh, <laughs> in my career of managing smaller changes more frequently versus big changes infrequently Um, and i think that you know sap success factors has given us the architecture and the ability to do that now better than ever and and so i think it's good to take advantage of that
1: and i think there will always be some things you know in your erp system whether it's on-prem or hosted in the cloud that that need to be there even from an hr perspective for example you know, um, assigning work orders or workflows or, um, you know, doing some type of um, repair that requires a certain skill or qualification before assigning it to an employee. You know, some of those pieces of data need to be in that ERP environment in order to complete those tasks. So there will always, I think, need to be some touch point between your HR system and your ERP, even if it's just, um, you know, a mini master for many organizations. But. Again, having, you know, a core hybrid allows you to kind of determine where you'll draw that line of separation and then you can keep moving that line as, um, as your organization adopts to the cloud and as more functionality becomes available in success factors. Sure.
3: There's, there's one recent change um, that I found interesting in terms of core hybrid integration and that relating to, to the um, time and attendance, right? So, for those customers who use uh, either uh, employee central um, time or time tracking, um, they now allow point to point integration in a core hybrid um, yeah. scenario. I've not seen it working yet. It's brand new, but I was thinking, why is it just for that part? Is, is this because there there is a, a larger volume of data and they and think we have a get a better performance in point to point? Or is it just the start and is there a plan to, um, to uh, make point to point available for all data in a core hybrid? I mean, it's. It's speculation, or does any any of, you know, more about this strategy.
1: I think point to point is so effective um, between EC and EC payroll because the structures within EC and EC payroll are so well defined, being that it's a SAS solution uh, on both ends. And so they can easily connect, you know, A to B and B back to A. Um, when you start talking about how, you know, a customer on an S4 ECC environment that has been, you know, tailored to their particular business cases and structures and things like that, it's not always a direct point to point, uh, a data relationship. And so there needs to sometimes be some, um, uh, some translation of that data or some redirecting of data, um, from different fields. And so I think that's why they have, um, you know, the, the slightly more capable integration for um customer complexities with time to time they, i think they were able to just sync those data points up more um succinctly that's my take it's on it.
2: standard yeah you know, i, I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, two things that are on the horizon that i think are really important to be thinking about when you're trying to consider which approach you want to take um uh, the first thing that's on the horizon is sometime, um, I, would, I don't know if it's still 2027 or, or if it's moved, or what have you, but there is going to be a, a requirement that if you have an on-premise uh, SAP HR environment, you're going to need to move uh, to S4 HANA. Um, that process is still uh, uh, to be determined or, or really be fully roll, rolled out. I know you were looking at some uh, uh, release notes on that process this week. Um, but uh, if you think about that that, is a, that, that is one thing to think about if you do keep your – Uh, payroll on premise that there is going to be an upgrade process that you're going to go through. And while you're still going to, because ECP, as we said, is an SAP HR hosted environment, um, there is going to be some sort of migration. I'm going to assume um, that, that they would need to go through in those environments as well um, I, I, I'm, would be willing to bet that that process is going to be a lot easier than whatever the upgrade process is going to be for, uh, an SAP HR on premise. Hey, we've got to go through this. Now, uh, talking about that, um, in a practical sense, of course, that would be something if you're going through that S4 HANA upgrade process, more than likely you're doing it for across your entire ERP suite. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that effort's going to be somewhat shared uh, across it. But it, it is something to keep in mind. If you do stay in core hybrid, it, it is something that's on your horizon that you're going to need to solve for over the next few years. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, you need to look at
0: the end of life for that. It's, you know, I think it's still end of 2027. Um, you know, upgrade to S4 or, you know, pay more money to go on extended maintenance. Um, and 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 that kind of brings me around, Brandon, to, sort of a sense of urgency too i think this core hybrid is not i think for for the vast majority of customers it's not the end point for no no yes it's a transitional sort of technology transitional situation because you you don't want to turn your on-prem system into just an expensive piece of middleware getting data from employee central and shuttling shuttling that off to different applications in different warehouses and whatever different interfaces you want to use this as a bridge to help you manage the migration of everything off of your on-prem system to the right home that it goes to that's not on-prem, wherever
2: that is. Right. Now, the other thing we I, I think needs to be talked about, at least a little here, is both of these, in my mind, are uh, temporary. Uh, uh, you know, not t- not temporary as in one or two year, but still temporary as in uh, just something that's going to uh, tide us over. Eventually, there will be full cloud payroll. Um, it, you know, that's that's got to be something that that you would think would happen um, because, you know, competitive products are, are all yeah. uh, uh, integrated. And ECP, again, is not uh, ex- uh, is not 100 uh, percent part of the e- uh, employee central engine. Uh, it is it is separate. You are replicating down to that now it's a it's a much smoother process and it's an excellent payroll engine but eventually uh what we're hoping for is there's going to be um cloud uh core uh, there's a cloud uh HR data system which exists today and is and is excellent uh which is employee central um we hope that there's going to be uh and we we had a a call our earlier, um, you know, a few months back, with the EC time team, and, and we know that 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 the EC time is going to the cloud, um, and we uh, and we know uh, uh, from from some public uh, utterances that there is uh, some work being done. On uh, a next generation payroll that is part of the uh, employee central platform. So if those things are going to happen eventually, then both of these, you need to be thinking about this as uh, I want to move one way or the other. Uh, if you you know if you want to do core hybrid or or if you think EC payroll makes the most sense, I, I want to do one or the other. Um, get to where I need to be so that I can take my time and eventually when uh, that uh, true employee central uh, payroll um, that that exists and is embedded into the same uh, platform as Employee Central is available, I'm ready to take advantage of it. And right. And, and you're right. I mean, it's been
0: announced. Everyone knows it's coming. We just, we don't know when. Right. And we've, you know, I've, 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 I I've saw the first version of payroll come out in, in R3. And it, it takes years for that to become stable and, and to cover all the different countries you might have. So it's a longer term play. You're, you're right. Um, so, you know, this is transitional and I think that that's that's the important thing is um you know, don't be thinking that, you know, core hybrid is is the the landing pad, it's just the taking off point,
2: I think. And and Again, to make the point that I think we've made a couple of times, but I'm going to make it a little bit more directly. Uh, there's no reason to wait to go to employee central. Um, you should do that today. Uh, you can do that w- and, and integrate to your talent platform. You get, uh, more rapid, uh, uh the ability to, to configure more rapidly. You get uh, out of the box mobile, a lot of things that you don't get on SAP HR and, and never will. And they're doing a little bit of, uh, uh, augmenting of, of what's available on SAP HR today. But. By and large, there's no reason uh, to stay on that very dated platform. Now you can move to Employee Central, and then you have an op- You have got two options. You've got two great options. One, you've got this really deep integration through Core Hybrid. Uh, the other is uh, Employee Central Payroll, which is um, uh, you know a, a really useful way for people to be able to, uh, especially uh, customers that have no payroll today. They can they can use Employee Central Payroll, and and they can move to it uh, uh, right away. And and uh, the other thing that we we, I want to make abundantly clear is employee central payroll uh, uh, SAP is your basis uh, group. So as, uh, with employee central payroll, if you need to apply a patch or something like that, a lot of it's going to be done automatically. But some of which is you know I just open a ticket and boom that 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 uh, patch gets uh, applied right away. So that's the benefit. Uh, that's another benefit of employee central payroll. So again, two great options.
3: Is it is it fair to say <clears throat> to try to summarize it in a reasonably simple way? If you are coming from a non SAP HCM environment and, and you see success factors as your go to solution, then your default choice is probably employee central payroll. And, um, ideally you can, you can also use the time management in success factors, unless you need something very complex, then it's a 3rd party. But you don't have all that legacy we talked about that might keep you, um, on, on the, in, in a, high, a core hybrid scenario if you are on an uh, sap environment already and everything is working nicely um then it's quite difficult to make a business case to actually make a project to move it to ampliocentral central payroll and then also make a project to fill the gaps the small gaps on the fringes that might bring you unless maybe today you you see you don't have any self-services and you, you need to invest lots in in fury environment and then that might be a way to move to the cloud in the core uh, in in ecp and and use the the type and attendance there or or maybe if in your whole on-premise solution payroll is the last thing that runs on that server no finance no nothing else then maybe it's just a business case of switching off that box and and not needing the basis team to do that anymore
1: i think it's a good good rule a thumb to start there i think you'll have a few industries where they have um needs for complex uh time cards um where they have a need to um have just direct connectivity between their employee roster and skill sets into project systems you know where there's a need to have some additional hr data in your erp system to support some some business type things there um You know, so I think there will be a few exceptions, but I think a good rule of thumb, son, is, you know, if you're a new customer, move uh, to EC and EC payroll. If you're an existing customer, make a determination which would be a good fit for you. And then to Steve's point, you know, use this as a stepping stone into, you know, a full cloud migration. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like you can do the work up front and then go to EC or you can do EC and then do the work later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, either one is valid. It just depends on um, your specific circumstances. And, um, but, you know, I think the the bottom line for me is that I, I would caution against doing it all at once, unless you're a pretty, you know, well-defined small customer with not a lot of complexity, you know, then, you know, doing it all at once, you know, make, could make more sense, but um, you have the option to go in pieces. And I think that, You know, one of the good things about going in pieces like that is that you get experience with the new technologies with Employee Central before you have such a big, um, well, such a need to get really complicated and big in scope with it, right? Because I think that, and this is not just with Employee Central, it's with any new technology. Um, After you live with it for a year or two, you understand it better. You understand how you can apply it to your business better and you can understand how to to make it work better for you. Um, you know, if you put too much in all at once, I think you end up making maybe some bad decisions and short-sighted decisions. And so it's, it's you know, it's kind of, there's, there's some advantages to going uh, low and slow like a Southern barbecue.
2: Absolutely. I, I actually, I think that's Texas barbecue. That's where that should rightly be attributed, not Southern. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take umbrage with that.
0: Well, Texas is not the South. It's it's own own nation. So, (laughs) Um, you know, I I just wanted to mention too. You know, there are some customers in in I've talked with a couple who say basically we have no plans to go to employee central or anything like that. We're going to stick with on prem. We're going to upgrade it to S four because we don't have the money. Right? Stress. We we put all this investment into what we have right now yeah it's not the shiniest thing it's not um, as good as what we could get with employee central um, with either a core hybrid solution or ecp but um, you know we have a lot of other areas that need investment hr is only one of them and it's not the highest priority so uh, we're just going to let it ride and i think that's a valid decision too and i really applaud sap for giving customers the option to to do
2: that and I wouldn't halfway do it either. Um, I think that's great. If you don't have the investment to do it right, um, it is a change for sure um, to to move to a, a, a new front end for your your core uh, HR system. So definitely wait until you have the the time and the money to do it right, and uh, you can do that. But but the one thing I just want to make sure that is clear is that Core Hybrid is definitely a, a valid discussion point uh, for those businesses because I feel like that that uh that core hybrid gets a little bit of a short shrift people don't understand it um and then even once they're live on core hybrid I've had uh, a couple of customers come back to me and say well uh yeah but we we got to move to ECP we got to move to ECP right now and I'm like well why would you go to the trouble of going to core hybrid right to, to turn around and do another um major project um i think you can take your time as, as steve was saying uh on deciding what to do next again understanding that eventually we're going to go we're, we're going to go all cloud hopefully
0: yeah i think brandon i think some of that might be prompted by the end of maintenance coming up in 2027. you know some people are saying you know we we're on we're we have our core system on on ecc and we don't want to go to s4 we don't want to go into extended maintenance so yeah, we went live with it because that was the best option, but man, we, we need to get out of it now. I think that's where some people are coming from.
3: I think that, that's a valid reason and something you can yeah, compare the, the options in terms of time, effort, money that goes into it as well as risk. And if you are convinced that uh, next generation payroll will not be here in time for all your countries to save you from that. Um, th- that's a perfect reason. What is not a perfect reason to uh, rush into ECP? And don't get me wrong, I would love all my customers telling me we want to go to ECP. I would rather do that than be in the core hybrid from a consultant point of view. But not a valid reason to go to ECP is because nobody gets a bonus for subscription sales um, when you stay on core hybrid. Yeah, Um, so I think depending on on who is advising you to go to ECP, maybe think about uh, their motives and and get some other advice uh, as well.
2: This is why we're consultants and not salespeople. (laughs) Yeah. Steve, I'll. I'll also say that we can put a little bit of a pin in this since we have a, a podcast uh and as soon as we get a little bit more information about what that migration path looks like for S4 Hana hopefully yeah. that's uh more details will come uh over the next few months I believe we're due I think is it uh, uh who can tell me uh when are we due for uh the the full release of what that migration path looks like I think it's uh generally available fourth quarter of this year I think
0: Okay yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. So with that, then we can have another podcast and uh, explain a little bit of what that uh, process is going to look like. Of course, I wouldn't want to be first one in uh, uh, trying to uh, migrate my uh, on-premise environment. So hopefully we'll get some customer experiences that will tell us it's just dandy. It's just dandy. Yeah. There's an upgrade cockpit. I think you just go in there and you press a
0: couple of buttons and you're done. That's what I'm told.
2: (laughs) Easy enough.
3: Easy. (laughs) Easy buttons. what we probably can say to those customers who've done it or are doing it in finance or logistic that it's very very unlikely that it's going to be the same kind of effort because they had a complete like code change right they really changed the the processes and and the uh, hcm4s4hana is not meant to be a, a revamped solution there are some smaller changes hopefully for the better and then there is the technical change which uh, affects probably all your custom code that needs to at least be checked and tested. Yeah. But I, I really, really, without having really seen it, but I don't expect it to be as big a job as uh, migrating uh, from ECC finance to uh, S4 finance.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I would agree. And yeah you know the more custom code you have the more difficult these migrations are in general right from one technology to another even if you go on sap to sap um and you know there's the technical aspect i know that you know for the hana platform you have to re- refactor some of your ABAP code and that's fine we know what that is um but then there's also you know you want to look at the change impact right the business change um, just the effort of of getting it done and testing, it, it's it's not going to be a small effort. I'm, I'm really curious to see, um, you know, what this effort looks like. Getting a lot of questions from customers on it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's a good opportunity to clean up your custom uh, ABAP stack again, right? Most customers have done this last time in the year 2K cleaner.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a yeah. little a little long ago now. <laughs>
0: That's yeah, true for a lot of people. Yeah, well, I think that this is uh, this is a pretty good overview then of the, you know, of the core hybrid versus Employee Central Payroll, Employee Central frameworks. Um, tons of details here and, you know, it's. I think we've touched on a lot of them, um, you know, and again, I'm, I think we would all stress that there's no one right answer for everyone. There's some guidelines, maybe some rules of thumb. That we mentioned but um you know i think if you're a customer now looking at which way to go i think i think you really need to get some good advice from sap and some consulting partners on your options and and how you go um and there's going to be two or three four options at least probably for any given customer um and you know like i i always say you know put your money where you're going to get the best return and um you know, I think that that's the important thing. And the good thing is, SAP has given you the flexibility to do that. The bad news is, you have to make decisions on which way you want to go. Brandon, Sven, Becky, thanks again for this. Really enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, we've uh, provided some good information and welcome listener feedback. You know, if you have questions, um, feel free to ask us questions or give us comments, uh, good and bad. You can find us on LinkedIn and Twitter and all the usual places. Let us know. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to hear about in the future, let us know that too. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye.